Welcome back to another episode of the Global Connected Aircraft Podcast. I'm your host, Woodrow Bellamy III. We've got a great interview for you today with Mark Cheney, Virgin Atlantic's Development Manager for In-Flight Entertainment and Connectivity. First, a quick word of thanks to our sponsor for this episode, Collins Aerospace. Collins is dedicated to tackling the toughest challenges facing the aviation industry. Their products and services link touch points across aviation, including airlines, passengers, and airports. And a quick reminder that the registration is open for the 2020 Global Connected Aircraft Summit in Denver, Colorado, June 2nd through the 3rd. We recently announced Bill Chappell, CTO of Azure Global at Microsoft, as our keynote speaker. So check out www.gcasummit.com for more information on the agenda and how to register. And now, let's get into today's conversation. Uh, if you could first just give our Connected Aircraft Podcast audience your name, job title, and a little bit of background about how you obtained your current role with Virgin Atlantic. Uh, yeah, sure. So uh, to everyone listening, I, I'm Mark Cheney. Uh, I am the In-Flight Entertainment and Connectivity Development Manager at Virgin Atlantic. Um, so I'm really responsible for kind of all the kind of product development that you know, goes on with our, you know, in-flight entertainment and connectivity systems. I think at the moment I'm really focusing on kind of the connectivity side of the business. Um, and, you know, we're really sort of listening to customer feedback and, you know, things, issues that are, are, are arising as, you know, these products are in service and looking at how we kind of take those pieces of feedback and, you know, what's happening in the consumer space and, and, and really trying to kind of push and drive that, that product uh, on so we can give our customers the kind of best experience possible when they fly with Virgin Atlantic. Um, for me, how I, how I got into this uh, role, so um, I, I came from uh, Virgin's competitors, uh, British Airways and kind of their parent company, IAG, um, where I was an uh, in-flight entertainment exec, um, you know, and done some really cool projects there um, around in-flight entertainment uh, and connectivity um, and the opportunity uh, arose uh, to, to be the development manager at uh, Virgin Atlantic and um, it was a, an opportunity I, I couldn't, couldn't turn down really um, you know and taking the experience that I'd had from a number of years being at you know BA and, and IAG uh, and kind of wanting to set set my own vision of how connectivity should be for customers in flight, you know, it's a, a, a great opportunity for me. So so here I am. Nice. Yeah, and you know, it's really interesting that the kind of the development aspect of your role. Um, what what are, you know, we, we as passengers just kind of get on the aircraft and expect the, you know, the internet connectivity to just work. Uh, but there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes. What are sort of some of your like day-to-day responsibilities that, that, that you're doing with Virgin Atlantic kind of on a day-to-day basis? Yeah, so, so I think on, on, a, on a day-to-day, we're kind of, I'm looking at kind of what, what our customers are telling us in feedback, you know, so kind of that kind of customer feedback uh, metric, you know, liaising closely with our engineering uh, teams and, and understanding, you know, what are the issues that are really kind of, you know, uh, affecting us? What are our customers saying about the service? And then kind of taking that, taking that feedback and, you know, working within, you know the team that I'm in to see how we can 
you know, Im improve that through through development, um, or or it may simply be a, a conversation with you know one of our connectivity providers, GoGo, Panasonic, Inmarsat, um, to see what can what can we do collaboratively to to kind of improve that service that doesn't require you you know you know months of months of development because I'm, I'm sure you appreciate some some things do require that to kind of move the product on but some things are real kind of quick wins and low hanging fruit if you will that you know a, a, a small conversation and uh, you know can can sometimes resolve resolve uh, these things and then obviously there's the you know the the less kind of sexy but uh, you know more uh, kind of day-to-day uh, -day stuff of kind of you know making sure our data consumption is in line with our kind of expectations paying the bills um you know and all that kind of necessary stuff to kind of keep the business of of in-flight entertainment and connectivity and you know running really so um that's kind of just a, a very kind of brief snapshot of my <laughs> of my days and you know you just what you mentioned actually takes me into my next question um you know we we do understand that uh, Virgin Atlantic currently features a mix of service providers in providing in-flight internet, including, you know, GoGo, Panasonic, and others. Can Can you just give our audience what is the current status of in-flight internet? Um, you know, you all have different service providers across different fleet types right now. Uh, yeah. So, so like I said, we've got um, we've got GoGo, uh, Panasonic, and Inmarsat um, on our fleet. So that's so they make up our kind of 45 connected aircraft, um, you know, th that we have. You know, we've got a mix of the, the technologies. We've got the Panasonic, you know, GCS solution, GoGo2KU, um, and then also uh, Global Express or GX from from Inmarsat. So we've kind of got a real kind of blend of the technologies from from from, from across the years and uh, of when these kind of um, you know, new aircraft programs or uh, retrofit programs um, kind of came into came into existence here, and obviously some of that's before my time. But um, but in in terms of how that kind of layers in for the customer, and you know, what does the customer see when they get on board our fabulous aircraft and sit in our seats? You know, that's you know, we we offer our customers kind of those uh, you know the, those expected kind of products, if you will, of uh, in-flight messaging and, and in-flight internet, and broadly we're we're able to kind of make those packages, um, you know, the same. Uh, there are uh, there, there is an instance where you know on on one of our fleet types we kind of it's not time bound, so instead of a one-hour flight and a full flight uh, uh, pass, you've got a kind of a, a 150 megabytes and 500 megabyte passes. So. That's kind of some of the challenges that we have to, or the nuances that we have to kind of work within, uh, you know, within all these different technologies that we, that we have flying. But that's kind of the the broad the broad strokes of it. And uh, yes, I think that the main thing is that we have a fully connected fleet and have have had for for some years. We'll get right back to the interview with Mark Cheney from Virgin Atlantic, but first. A quick thanks to Collins Aerospace for sponsoring this episode. Collins is dedicated to tackling the toughest challenges facing the aviation industry. Their products and services link touch points across aviation, including airlines, passengers, and airports. And, you know, considering that you have had, you know, been featuring in-flight connectivity for a few years now, 
Um, can you give us some perspective on how you assess the performance of the technology and the service you've been featuring? Um, you know, do you think it's been meeting the expectations so far? I think that's probably there's probably two two parts to that question. Really, I think performance-wise, you know, I think obviously the performance of the products have kind of increased over time. If you take where we, you know, where we started to where we are now, you know, technology's improved and in in turn kind of performance has improved. But, you know, even on some of those aircraft, you know, we're going back around to them and, you know, revisiting them with new kind of hardware and software packages to ensure that they kind of, you know, meet the or meet the requirement of the business to provide, you know, a decent level of connectivity um to to our customers. But in terms of expectation, I think that's probably another thing where you know, I think the expectation or my expectation is that, you know, the service is, is, is up to scratch. And, you know, as you, as, as we bring in new, uh, you know, new, new connectivity providers, et cetera, you know, that, that performance is, you know, right, right there with the best of them. And, you know, as we kind of retrospectively uh, put these hardware and software package upgrades into, in, into the fleet, we can get that performance up there and, and, and meet the business expectation. The customer expectation is 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 another thing, and that's probably harder to quantify. I think customers now really want that kind of at home experience or at coffee shop experience, um, uh, really, which which I completely understand, and you know, is a a, a very kind of real target that we want to you know strive towards. But ha but meeting that is is quite challenging given given the nature of connectivity. You know, where you know, flying at hundreds of miles an hour in a metal tube, we're sending connect, you know, connectivities going up to a satellite, back down to a ground network, back out to the internet. Um, you know, so that expectation versus reality kind of scenario does layer into it. So, you know, it, it, it's, a, it's a tough one to balance, but, you know, we, we certainly try our best to. Yeah, that is interesting to learn about, you know, it, you know, passengers just kind of expect it to be exactly like their at home experience. And that's kind of uh, changed over the, you know, the last decade or so. It used to be kind of a novelty to have in-flight Internet, and now it's just the expectation. Um, and let me ask you this, you know, can, now that you do, you all have had in-flight Internet, has that also enabled you to introduce new IFE in-flight Internet? or in-flight entertainment uh, specific type of options, you know, having that connectivity, has it enabled you to roll out, um, you know, new applications or, or new just in-flight entertainment related, uh, you know, experiences for your passengers? Yeah, it, it, it really has. And I think when I got into kind of the in-flight entertainment and connectivity industry back in kind of 2012, you know, it was kind of being touched upon, but no one was no one was really doing it, but kind of, you say, like the the, the, the the kind of the people that were the most inspirational and, you know, the thought leaders of the time were kind of starting to touch on these services and probably even before I before I got into it. But now we're really kind of starting to see that, you know, see the fruit of that. And a, a case in point is on our, um, you know, recently delivered A350. So now we use the connectivity network on board so that on board uh, intranet, um, if you will, to uh, allow customers to 
pair their device to the uh, seat back screen in front of them and use it as a as a remote control um, and launch content and we can you know pass like moving map information back to it as well so you can have that kind of second screen um, experience kind of like you can have kind of if you're sitting in your your own home on your on your sofa um, so that's a really kind of good example of where the kind of the industry's moved on, technology's moved on, and we can now do these kind of more integrated, connected experiences um, in flight. And that will only grow over time. And, you know, that's just kind of scratching the surface. But, you know, as you bring in, like you say, apps, services, you know, partners, ancillary partners, et cetera, you know, all feeding, all feeding from a connected, you know, network, yeah, the possibilities that we can kind of bring to our customer in terms of those valued kind of relevant and contextual services and you know applications is, is kind of endless really um, I think the other thing that connectivity you know focusing more on connectivity um, what it's allowed us to do is really kind of empower our crew to have the right information at the right time through kind of allowing their crew applications and whether that be the flight deck um, piloting the aircraft with the cabin crew, you know, attending to our uh, amazing customers. Um, it really allows them to have all the information so that they can, they know that you are that person sitting in 1A and that you fly regularly and you are a top tier flying club um, customer. Um, so it really kind of gives us all the information, uh, you know, that we need. And for the flight deck, it's in, invaluable that they can have kind of real time you know, weather, turbulence information, airport information as they're flying for the airport that they're flying into, should there be something there that they need to, to rely on. So just having having that connectivity there and powering those applications can open up a, a whole kind of new line of kind of knowing the customer and getting the best out of you know the service and the the business and the operation uh, in flight and not just on the ground before and, uh, and after the fact. And, you know, another um, sort of interesting aspect of in-flight entertainment connectivity that I've covered in recent years um, is learning what type of take rates and, and, you know, how many people on board are actually using the in-flight internet. Uh, and wanted to get some perspective from you about that. Uh, are there any interesting statistics or, or just insights you could share with us on sort of the average number of passengers using in-flight internet per month on kind of a per-flight basis for Virgin Atlantic right now? Yes, yeah, so it's, it's probably a difficult one to kind of give you any kind of real solid detail on because some of that is obviously kind of commercially sensitive. But, you know, I could, I, what I can say is kind of that the, you know, our take-up rate is kind of bang in line with kind of the industry average. Right. Um, so you know, you know, we're 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 right in the mix, you know, with with what the industry says take up rate for for in flight connectivity um, is. In terms of kind of stats, uh, what I can say year to date on our A three fifty, we've sold approximately eight thousand five hundred um, Wi Fi plans on on those aircraft, and there's only four of those aircraft as they are being um, brought into service. Uh, so we've only got four at the moment. We will have more um, as, a, as they come online and in, in, into, into service and start flying. But, you know, um, just from January to February the 20th, which was yesterday, 8,500 plans sold. Um, so, so that's something that's really encouraging, and that's just on one fleet type. Um, you know, 
you extrapolate that out across the bigger fleet types, you know, we're selling a, a large uh, number of, of Wi-Fi passes to our customers. Okay, yeah, that is quite a significant number just since January. So that that is interesting to learn. Um, certainly seems like a lot of interest in getting on on online on on that A three fifty fleet. Uh, okay, and you know the other topic I wanted to learn from you, and, and we always like to sort of understand the airline perspective on this is the type of bu- business models that you're using to facilitate in-flight internet access. Um, how do you decide on sort of setting a price point on the access to in-flight internet versus offering it for free? Yeah, so uh, this, this, I think this, this varies kind of airline to airline and they, again, not wanting to kind of focus specifically on, on, on Virgin Atlantic because it, it is a bit commercially sensitive. But, you know, it depends what, I think for, for the airline, it really depends on what kind of business model you're in. I think for whether you go for that kind of free or paid for session. I think if you're going for the paid for model, I think you need to be kind of price sensitive um, to to what your competitors are doing in in that market. I think that there's a a, a price point, or, you know, so for for full flight internet, there's a price point around the the 20 to 25 pound, 30 pound mark. I'm not sure how that translates into US dollars, but um, you know, for a full flight, you're probably looking around the twenty to thirty pound mark. Um, is, is is probably about where you can where you can go. And if you're at thirty, you're probably you know you, you're realistically kind of at, at the limit uh, uh, there. I think if you're looking at a, a free model to customers, um, you know that's that's great if you can if you can do it. Obviously, you're going to be looking for some you're going to be looking to underpin that cost of data. Because obviously, whilst it's free to the customer, um, someone's got to pay that data bill. Um, so they're, they're kind of the, the the things that we kind of look at when we're looking at kind of price points and um, you know, do we charge for Wi-Fi or or, or, or is it free? You know, uh, I, I've just told you, you know, we we sold eight and a half thousand plans year to date on our A350s. The the amount of data that underpins that is is huge and. You know, ultimately, someone does need to pay that, and so in a free free model, you've got to find someone, and whether that's a sponsor, as some airlines have done, or whether that's the, the airline itself footing the bill, then you know you have to kind of reconcile and have that kind of forecasted in your in your budgets uh, uh, accordingly. But um, you know, that all kind of links back to the business model that, that you're in, and. You know, there's kind of typically only two business models really in town with, with with all with all of us airlines really, and you're either in a revenue share with your connectivity provider or your your wholesale uh, you do a wholesale uh, business model with 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 that connectivity provider as the alternative really, and you get you get charged for your data uh, that you consume, and you know obviously each has its pros and cons, um, but. Uh, but but yeah, I think when you get back, when you get boil it down to the price, you know, you're really having to look at, you know, the market around you, how much data you think people are going to use, and you know, um, you know, can you afford to can you afford to give that amount away for free or a small amount away for free, and or do you fully charge charge for it? But like I said, if you charge for it, you've just got to be a bit sensitive of cost. 
Exactly. Yeah, it seems like, you know, airline to airline is you know, still something that um, a lot of operators are trying to find a sweet spot for. So it's, it's interesting to continue to see how that evolves over time. Um, another, and you, well, I was going through the Virgin Atlantic website, and I did see within your in-flight entertainment section, you do offer in-flight mobile service with Aero Mobile. Um, and I wanted to know more about that. You know, how does that work? Are you, are you able to actually make phone calls in flight? Um, you know, are passengers charged for that? And is that separate from your actually connectivity service that you provide? Yeah, so um, using using the Aero Mobile service in flight is, is pretty much like when you go on holiday or business um, abroad and you're you're on a, you're roaming on on that home on on that network abroad. Um, so like when I go to the to the states on holiday or to to visit um, GoGo or Panasonic, you know, um, I'll go on to AT and T or T-Mobile, and you know that kind of becomes part of my my bill at the end of the month. So it works it it works just like that really. Your home network operator, so AT and T, Sprint, T-Mobile, will have a have a rate. That they charge you that for kind of rest of world, and that's what you'll pay, you know, when you go on uh, this Aero Mobile service. So for customers, it's a separate cost outside of kind of Wi-Fi. But I think the, the benefit of it is, is that you know, if you just want to get a text away, or you know, with, with Virgin Atlantic, you can actually make a phone call as well if you if you so choose. But regardless of what you want to do, all you need to do is turn your phone on. Um, and it will pick up the pick up the the onboard network uh, of Aero Mobile, and uh, you, you'll be good to go. Then you don't have to worry about getting your credit card out or remembering your PayPal password to 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 get to get access to the to the internet, um, you know, and go through the landing page. You just turn your phone on and you're connected. So it has some real kind of plus plus sides to it as well. So um, so yeah, that's kind of how it's a little quick overview of how it works. Yeah, that is interesting to, to learn more about that. You know, we've seen, you know, airlines that, that offer that type of service. It's, it's also always interesting to learn how that actually works. Um, okay. And, you know, Virgin Atlantic is, is well known for, you know, kind of using its in-flight experience as a major differentiator for passengers. Um, you know, we've, we've talked about uh, what you all feature currently, um, you know, how you can make uh, or use, you know, make use of Aeromobile. Um, what about the future? What does the future look like for Virgin Atlantic? Are there any sort of initiatives related to IFEC that you're working on for 2020 or or over the next one to two years or so? Um, so I think our, our, our big our big focus at the moment is obviously um, is obviously working on our our new aircraft program. So um, as of next year, we'll. we'll Take delivery of some new A339s uh, or 33900 uh, from, from from Airbus. Um, so we're kind of working on kind of what that IFE and connectivity um, scenario is probably is, is going to, to to look like on on there. I think obviously we'll continue to de- develop our own platforms that that we have in house as well um, to, to kind of bring a better customer experience to. To uh, our customers, um, uh, but but yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to give too much away. Uh, I'm sure you can understand. So I think watch this space uh, is, is what I'll say. <laughs> okay, we will watch that space. Um, there you have it. He is the 
IFEC Development Manager for Virgin Atlantic, Mark Cheney. Thanks for coming on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Global Connected Aircraft Podcast. This episode is sponsored by Collins Aerospace. Collins is dedicated to tackling the toughest challenges facing the aviation industry. Their products and services link touch points across aviation, including airlines, passengers, and airports. Just a reminder again that you can see all of the information about our annual Global Connected Aircraft Summit at www.gcasummit.com. My name is Woodrow Bellamy III, and thanks again for tuning in to the Global Connected Aircraft Podcast.